Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. You know, we're talking about fasting and prayer and giving ourselves over to the Lord these 21 days. And again, just a partial fast, just doing whatever's on your heart to do. The main thing is praying and believing God uh, for a mighty move of His Spirit here among us. Tonight, look at Joel chapter 1 and verse 12 and then also verse 14. Here was the condition at the time that the prophet, he's a minor prophet, wrote. If you need a copy of our notes, raise your hand, we'll get one to you. The vine is dried up, the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field, are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. And then verse 14. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry unto the Lord. This book, the book of Joel, some say Joel, but Joel can be summarized in three words. Number one, destruction. Number two, decision. And after a decision, it's deliverance. And destruction, meaning the fact that because of the condition that they were in, they were under the judgment of God. Because of the overwhelming sin of the people there at the time, they were under the judgment of God. And they were overwhelmed by an infestation of locusts. Something that they have never seen before. As a matter of fact, if you look at the first uh, couple of verses of the first chapter, they said to even get the older people, the older ones, to determine whether or not they've ever seen anything like this before because everything was wiped out. All the vegetation, the trees, anything and everything, vegetables, fruit trees, etc., etc. And there was a famine and a drought, and they were in a very difficult situation. And why? God brought judgment upon them because of their rebellion and disobedience. Now, he doesn't go into the detail what that was, there are some inferences there, but the point was they were under divine judgment as a result of their rebellion and because of their sin. Well, decision was theirs. They had to make a decision. Are you going to repent and turn back to the Lord, or are you going to continue in your sin or in your way? And he cried out to say that the day of the Lord is at hand. The day of the Lord, making a reference to the wrath of God, uh, the power of God, the holiness of God. In other words, it was for the time, also for the future. We know that uh, Peter quoted Joel when he said that this is the day of the Lord had come, when he poured out his spirit upon all flesh, etc., etc., which is what he was quoting was what Joel said. But the decision was, do I stay where I'm at, or do I repent and turn my heart back to God and do it God's way? Of course, Everyone has to make that decision. So how are they going to do that? Look at verses 12 through 17 of the chapter 2 of the same book. Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. And there's the key. What does it mean? Turn with all your heart 
and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him so he's telling them look sanctify a fast offer even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God blow the trumpet in Zion sanctify a fast call a solemn assembly gather the people sanctify the congregation assemble the elders gather the children and those that suck the breasts let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet let the priests, the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar and let them uh, say spare the Lord or spare thy people O Lord and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them wherefore should they say among the people where is their God well we're calling a fast for, for, for a reason we're living in a time we know that there's so much going on it's almost mind-boggling people know, know the difference between a male and a female and I mean it just starts from there and it just goes on and it's beyond our comprehension did you ever see a time like this we've never seen a time like this before but it's happening in our society today and when you think that intelligent people are even behind all this activity it's just drives you to your knees only God can intervene and what it takes is God people like us to come together and just say it's time to turn our hearts to the Lord only he can intervene only he can bring forth victory it's up for, to us to look to him to manifest his power his glory and he's sounding the trumpet here why because he knows that if they don't turn back to the Lord there's going to be dark days that lie ahead and so they're blowing the trumpet in Zion is talking about how let the people know we are ministers of the Lord to let people know the day of the Lord is at hand. He's coming again. And when he's come, he's going to bring his wrath here upon the earth. And so we're to turn our hearts to the Lord and cry out to God in repentance and just say, you know what? I'm done with this. I want all of you. Because see, this world has nothing to offer. What I want is you in my life. Your presence, your power, your peace, your promises, your provision, your protection fulfilled in my life. So call this assembly. See to it that you have a solemn fast before the Lord. And let them know that we're serious and we mean business with Him. Now, the third thing is deliverance. If we will do that, cry out to God, declare His works, make our declarations, and let others know then he'll bring deliverance. Look at number three. God will bring deliverance. This is his part. This is what he will do. Look at these verses in Joel 2 and 18. We're just going to go right through them. Then the Lord will be jealous for his land and pity his people. 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. 23. Be glad, ye children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And then 25, and I will restore to you the years that the locust had eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And then 28 through 32, 
And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be deliverance, delivered. And there's your deliverance. So destruction was before them. They were invaded by these locusts that just ate everything in sight. There was a drought. They were in famine. And there was nothing for them. They were going down big time. All that was only an example of what was about to take place in the future where the armies would come against them and absolutely destroy them and wipe them off the face of the earth unless they would repent. And so he called them to call a solemn fast, get before God, get on your faces before God, weep before the altars, and cry out unto God for his hand to move. And that's what this nation needs, and that's what we all need, is to cry out to God for his intervention, for him to make known his ways among the people, for him to infiltrate our government, for him to touch hearts and change lives of people. Open up their eyes to see the truth that liberates, delivers, and makes people free. Well... Revival begins when people turn to God. Revival begins when people repent and say, starting with me, what do I need to do to have a greater manifestation of your presence and power in my life? What do I need to do to see to it that my family is under the protective hand of Almighty God? What do I need to do in my life to be so pleasing to you that you make note of it and you pour out your spirit and manifest your glory. When it comes to my church, what do I need to do? How, how can I turn more to you to let you know that, you know what, I'm in with both feet. I'm in all the way. I want what you want to have happen here among us. I don't want religion. I want this place to be so on fire that they have to call the fire department because they think it's really on fire. That they can actually see the fire of God manifested right here in this place as we gather ourselves together. But there's only one way that's going to happen with everybody involved in saying, I want God, and that's it. I want Jesus to manifest himself. I'm going to walk down, up and down the aisles. I want angels to be seen above this place. I want God. And you know what? Revival happens where the word of God prevails. When we declare the word of God and proclaim the word of God over this locality, over our pl this place, this church, our, our lives, our families, our homes, our nation... We declare that word of God and God will watch over his word to make it good and honor it as we proclaim it. Hallelujah. And we want to let them know that, you know what, I want refined. I want the refiner's fire to come upon me. Look at chapter 2 and verse 1. Um, revival starts with me. We're living in crazy times. We got despair on one hand with destruction and revival and miracles on the other. It's almost like he is now separating the wheat from the chaff. He is moving. Judgment begins in the house of God. He's going to make his ways known. He's, he's saying, look, are you on board with me? You for me? Or are you against me? Not, not going to be any more gray areas. Either you're in or you're out. You're with the light or the darkness. And that's all there is to it. So the great and notable day of the Lord also is a reference to the time of the tribulation period as well. When Jesus comes in clouds of glory and takes us out of here, the day of the Lord's wrath is going to be poured out here upon this world like it's never seen before. Chapter 2 and verse 1, notice what it says. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. 
the day of the Lord is once again making a reference to the wrath of God being poured out, the power of God being poured out, the holiness of God being manifestation. In other words, they're going to see who a holy God really looks like and what he really is. And God is a consuming fire. So unless people turn and repent, remember the whole point was to turn and repent so you could be delivered and spared that awful fate. So when the dominant condition of a people is that of sin like it was in that day, what happens? Judgment falls when they refuse to repent. And then God will use even natural things like that, the locust and whatever, to get a hold of their hearts and turn them toward him once again. And so we should never, never get to a place where we become so complacent thinking that you know, I've, I've already arrived. Have you arrived yet? We've got a long way to go, don't we? But you know what? It's wonderful to submit ourselves to him and let him have his way with us. So the sound is a call to repentance. For the day of the Lord is at hand to let people know, praise God, he's coming again. And when he comes, it's too late. If you're not ready when he comes. So we should be sounding that alarm, blowing the trumpet. The sound of the trumpet is for what purpose? To pronounce judgment unless repentance occurs. This is the day of salvation. It's not the day to play religion. It's the day of salvation. It's not the day to be entertained, but it's the day of salvation. It's the day to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Hallelujah. And that's what he's looking for people to do. You know, in Psalm 99, let's take a look at Psalm 99. I want to do this as a part of our service tonight, and then we're going to minister to the Lord. The Lord reigns, let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubims, let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for he it is holy. The king's strength also loves judgment. Thou dost establish equity. You execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that call upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spake unto them in cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answered them, O Lord our God. Thou wast a God that forgavest them. Though thou tookest vengeance of their inventions, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy heel, for the Lord our God is holy. Beloved, the Lord our God is holy. The Lord our God is a holy God. He is a righteous God. He is a jealous God. And he's tired of people playing with the world. He's saying, look, it's time. The day of the Lord is at hand. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Let them know I'm about to pour out my wrath upon this earth like it's never seen before. If you think the locust did a bad job, uh, wait till the wrath of God is truly poured out and the trumpet, trumpet, you know, judgments will take place and all that. And so what is he telling us to do? Praise him like we've never praised him before. He goes up in a shout. He inhabits the praises of his people. He makes himself known among the people that praise him. Offer him the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Oh, let our voice be heard on high and let him know right here from this corner of the earth that our God reigns and we know it and we want nothing less but to have his manifested presence among us. Why? Because we, we hear it right now. The sound is coming. Oh my goodness, the sound is coming of a rushing and mighty wind that's going to produce the revival of God. That's going to get people out of the darkness, that realm of, of darkness, and bring him into the salvation of God's light. 
And when they come in, praise God, there's going to be a complete separation. And then the day of the Lord, praise God, Jesus will take us out of here. Hallelujah. Catch us away. Seven years here on this earth like it's never seen before. Like I said, locusts can't compare to what's going to take place when all the wrath of God is poured out. And then praise God, we're going to go and have a nice meal with him, a merry supper of the Lamb, and come back and clean up. When it's all over. Can you say amen? You ready to be a part of all that?